Welcome back to Weird on the Rocks. This is a podcast that explores the weird, unusual, strange, and unexplained all while getting our drink on. I'm your host, Katie. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about something that many of you have probably heard about, which is the Mandela Effect. There are many definitions out there on what exactly the Mandela Effect is, but the one that I like and I find the simplest is the Mandela Effect is an observed phenomenon in which a large segment of the population misremembers a significant event or shares a memory of an event that did not actually occur. Another one I like is when a large group of people remember something being a certain way, but when people go back and look at it, it has changed or is gone with no reasoning other than it's always been like that. In other words, it's something that a lot of people remember, um, whether it was something that happened politically or in pop culture or a historical event, but when people try to go back and look for it online or in books, there's no evidence of it ever happening. So this is called the Mandela effect after Nelson Mandela, the president of South Africa. A lot of people swear that they remember learning in school that Nelson Mandela died in prison in the 80s when in actuality he did serve time in prison, but he didn't die in there. And he actually didn't die until 2013. Someone online somewhere found a book that was published in 1991 called Western Cape Branch of the South African Council for English Education. That's a mouthful. Um, and in this book, it states that Mandela died in 1991. And so this book has been shared all over the internet as proof that Nelson Mandela died in 1991. But I kind of looked into it, and it turns out that this book is actually a compilation of writing from South African high school students. So chances are, Maybe a student wrote something, and they also had a false memory of Nelson Mandela dying, and they published it, and the book was just never fact-checked. And then someone found this and said, oh, look, that's proof that Nelson Mandela died, when it was just something that someone wrote in a book. From what I can find, the term Mandela effect was actually coined by a woman named Fiona Broom, who describes herself as a paranormal consultant, whatever that is. So... In this episode, I'm going to cover some of the different things people collectively remember that aren't actually true, as well as discuss some of the theories people have about the Mandela Effect. Before we get started, I would like to share this week's beverage of choice. Tonight, I am drinking a 2015 Zinfandel called Chill House that I was actually gifted from a family at the preschool I work at as a Valentine's gift. I love when families give us alcohol and chocolate. It's great. Um, this wine is kind of on the dry side and it has a little bit of a like spice to it, a little kick. It's really kind of different and unique, but it's really good. I will be putting a picture of the label up on my website, weirdontherocks.weebly.com, as well as other photos related to today's episode. And as always, you can also reach me at weirdontherocks at yahoo.com with any questions or story submissions, or you can find me on Instagram at weirdontherocks. All right, let's get into it. Cheers, and let's get weird. So before I get into some of my favorite Mandela Effect examples, I 
want to talk about the different theories people have on why this is happening and why such large populations of people are all falsely remembering things. So the main theory that I can find is that people believe that we have either entered a new alternative reality or that we're sliding between two different realities. Some people believe that at one point in time, all of the examples that I'm going to talk about were actually true at some point, but somewhere along the line, we branched off into another reality. So in the old reality, maybe Nelson Mandela did die in prison. But when we entered this new reality or dimension, Nelson Mandela was still alive and then died in 2013. And now some people still have the memories from the old reality we were in, while others have lost those memories and always remember Nelson Mandela dying in 2013. There is also a theory that we all have a twin that exists in another dimension where all these examples that I'm going to talk about are true and that sometimes our wires kind of get crossed, so to speak. So there might be a Katie in another dimension where Nelson Mandela died in prison and For whatever reason, there are glitches in the system where my brain and this other Katie's brain can share memories. A lot of people think this is also kind of where deja vu comes from. There's also a theory that the Mandela effect is connected to time travel, which I guess is fun to think about. A lot of people also describe this as a glitch in the system where some of us have traveled into the future and back without knowing it or had a premonition of the future. This one's a little bit confusing. So say we were watching the funeral for Nelson Mandela on TV in 1991. And in a split second, our brains could have the vision of his real death in 2013. Then when we came back to the present time, we still had that memory. It's a little bit confusing. You can find more about it online, but it's fun to think about. It's interesting. And the last theory that I came across has to do with the simulation theory is what it's called. And this is where people believe that we are all living in a simulated reality, kind of like the game The Sims. They believe that someone is controlling us the same way that we control characters when we play a video game. So there is someone that is controlling our every choice, our every movement, and that we truly don't have free will. And that when something like the Mandela effect happens or deja vu happens, that there's, again, a glitch in the system, so to speak. So just like the way a video game might lag or restart or something might might go wrong with it, they believe that this can happen to us because someone is simulating us and they make mistakes. I personally don't really believe any of these theories. I tend to kind of lean towards the more boring and uh, logical explanations for the Mandela effect, but I still think it's really fun and interesting to think about and to read about and to hear other people's thoughts and opinions because at the end of the day, none of us really know what's going on and I like to keep an open mind. So the most well-known example of the Mandela effect is the Bernstein Bears phenomenon. The Bernstein Bears is a children's book series that came out in the 60s and was really popular in the 80s and 90s. They were written by Stan and Jan Bernstein, and the books followed the Bernstein family of bears as their children grew up and learned life lessons. So at the end of these books, there was always like a moral to the story about not 
stealing and not talking to strangers. There was one about not eating too much junk food, not lying. Um, they were huge when I was little, and I remember seeing them everywhere. I owned quite a few of them, read them in school, all of that. And most people remember the family being named the Bernstein Bears, spelled B-E-R-E-N-S-T-E-I-N. But in reality, the family is named the Bernsteins, S-T-A-I-N. Even just saying it now <laughs> sounds weird. I had to edit a little bit because I kept saying the Bernstein and I was having to go back and cut it out because it feels, feels really weird to say Bernstein. Um, a couple of years ago, people started talking about this online when someone found some old books up in like their parents' attic, I think. And sure enough, everything said Bernstein with an A on it, even though everyone remembers Bernstein with an E. I remember when this first came out on the internet, I worked at a different preschool and I found an old book that we had and sure enough, it was spelled with an A and it blew my mind. I was thinking, I'm going to be the one person that finds the book that has it with an E and nope, it totally had an A and it was so weird. Um, however, there are a few people who were able to find items that had the name spelled with an E and they've posted pictures on sites like Twitter and Reddit. One person found two old VHS tapes and one said Bernstein Bears and the other said Bernstein Bears and they were part of the same VHS set, which is so weird. Another person found some stuffed animals with the tags still attached and the tag said the Bernstein Bears, but underneath where the product description was, it reads 13 inch Bernstein Brother Bear. So this example is definitely one that made a lot of people kind of fall down the rabbit hole of the Mandela effect and start looking for other ones. And this really did blow a lot of people's minds. I talked to my husband about this recently and he's like, no, I'm going to go to my parents and find my old books. It's going to be with an E. It's going to be Berenstain. And this is how everyone is thinking, but everyone is finding things with an A. I My theory about this is... I think a lot of people remember it being the Berenstein Bears simply because the name Berenstein sounds a lot more normal and it's more common in the English language than Berenstain, which is kind of awkward to say. And I think our brains kind of just adjusted the name to what sounded better and what made sense in our minds. I found an old interview online with the author Stan Berenstain who actually said that when he was in school, his teacher even said there was no such name as Berenstain, and she always called him Berenstein. You've probably seen those things on Facebook that show paragraphs where all the words are misspelled, but the first and last letter of every word is correct, and therefore you can still read it, even though all the letters in between are mixed up. It's just showing that the first and last letter are really all that matters and our brains kind of make up what's in between if we're in a hurry. So I did some digging on Reddit, which is one of my favorite sites. It's a forum site where people can talk about lots of different things and there's a whole Mandela effect thread. And someone posted about how they grew up on a street called Orchid Street, but 90% of the time people would say Orchard Street. And I think this is because of the same thing it started with an O and ended with a D, and orchard is a more common word to see than orchid, so people's brains would kind of just 
make up the difference and change it for them depending on what sounded better, made more sense. And I kind of think that this is what's happening with the Berenstein, Berenstain phenomenon. So another fun example is that a lot of people who grew up in the 90s remember a movie called Shazam that came out starring comedian Sinbad and he played a genie, but no such movie exists. There is no trace of this movie online and even Sinbad himself has said there was no movie ever made. Someone online even made a fake VHS movie jacket of the Shazam movie, which got people even more fired up and thinking that it was real. This picture was quickly debunked as fake, though, and the person who made it actually used a picture of a wrestler named Chavo Guerrero and just stuck Sinbad's face on his body. So a lot of people put two and two together and realized it was photoshopped. So the best theory out there on why so many people think that this movie Shazam with Sinbad was real was because there was a movie that came out in 1996 around the same time called Kazam. And this movie starred Shaquille O'Neal and he did play a genie in this. Sinbad was really well known at the time. So a lot of people probably just got Shaquille O'Neal confused with Sinbad, who we were seeing in a lot of comedies at the time. Also, apparently, the trailer for the movie The First Kid, starring Sinbad, played during the previews of the movie Kazam, and the movie Kazam's trailer played during the previews of The First Kid. So kids my age might have been watching these two movies, and just in their brains, they got Shaq and Sinbad confused, and they created this movie where Sinbad played a genie, but it never really happened. A lot of people can't let this one go. They swear this movie happened, even though Sinbad has debunked it over and over. And he even said something about maybe he will make a movie. So that'd be kind of fun to see. We'll see if that happens. Okay, so I want everyone listening to close their eyes and think about the old man from Monopoly, who I just learned actually has a name, and he's named Rich Uncle Moneybags. So think about what this guy looks like. We all grew up with that game around, and I'm sure we've all played it hundreds of times. We've all seen this guy. And if you're like me, when you think about this guy, you're thinking about an old man in a tuxedo with a white mustache and a cane and a monocle. But he doesn't actually have a monocle, and he never has. But people all over distinctly remember him having one. I recently went to my friend's house and was talking about this. And I told her to think about him. She said, oh, yeah, the old guy, he's wearing a tux and he has a monocle. And I said, no, he doesn't. And she had to look it up online because she didn't believe me. So the character Rich Uncle Moneybags was created in 1936, sans monocle. He's never had one. If you go online and you look it up, there are some pictures of the the Monopoly man with a monocle And you think, oh, look, there he is with the monocle. I knew I was right. But you click on it and it actually will be something about the Mandela effect. So there's zero evidence out there that he ever had a monocle. And a lot of people's best guess is that we are getting him confused with Mr. Peanut, who does have a monocle and a cane. And these two images were shown a lot around the same time. You know, growing up, there was the Mr. Peanut commercials, the Monopoly commercials, So people are kind of just getting these two characters switched in their minds, which is a logical explanation, I guess. But 
it's not very fun. So this next one is kind of a fun example because it shows just how different the Mandela effect is for everyone and that not everyone remembers things the same. This one really tripped me out and I was talking to a friend about it and she was like, no, I, I kind of never remember it being like that. And this one didn't phase her at all. So this one is about the warnings that are stuck onto our car mirrors. I, like thousands of other people online apparently, remember the stickers saying, objects in mirror may be closer than they appear. When in reality, they just say objects in mirror are closer than they appear. When I read about this one online, I was like, no way. I definitely remember it saying maybe closer because something you see in your mirror might not always be closer depending on the object and how big it is and how close it actually is. So I went out to my car to look at my mirror because honestly, I thought it was bullshit. I thought that I was going to be one, the one to crack this, but sure enough, all of my vehicles say objects and mirror are closer than they appear. People online have gone and looked at their old vintage cars thinking they're going to find the loophole and nope, they all say the same thing. Someone on YouTube even found a clip from Jurassic Park where they are driving in the Jeep away from a T-Rex and it shows the dinosaur in the mirror as they're driving away and they do a close up on the mirror and it says objects and mirror are closer than they appear. And people in the comments of this video were just going wild, not believing it. Um, this one's kind of crazy to me. I, I really don't have an explanation other than it's just something that we remember wrong and our brain um, kind of corrects for us, I guess. So those are the only examples I'm going to cover in today's episode. I do have some more Mandela Effect examples that I want to talk about in the future, but it was just too many to put into one episode. If you have some Mandela Effect examples you would like me to discuss on a future episode, please, please send them to me on Instagram or email or Facebook, wherever. I love talking about this, even if it's easy to explain and there is no crazy theory and it's just us remembering things wrong it's still so fun to think about and it's interesting and I love reading about it. I feel like every time I go online, there are new things that people are talking about. So again, thank you so much for joining me today. You know where to reach me if you have any questions or concerns. And until next time, cheers and stay weird.